1: We always forget what we're talking about. Must be the wine. I will earn
0: that money back and destroy him. Dude, if your internet's gonna be boo-boo this entire time, I'm gonna be mad.
1: Howdy, and welcome to the Laptop Empires Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Yanda, here with Bobby Hoyt, as usual. We've got a great show for you today, talking about how to make a living off of your blog without display ads. So, pretty... this is going to be an interesting one. And I think uh, it's interesting when people start a blog or they start a YouTube channel. I think a lot of people think that ads are where their income comes from. And, you know, we've talked about before, this is really one of the lowest sources of income that you will have. And you're going to have to build your blog massive in order to really make great money off of your display ads. So, um, you know, I've always looked at display ads as more of like a a mitigating overhead kind of thing. Like it just kind of reduces your cost a little bit. So today, you know, Bobby, he's good at this blogging thing. It's what he does. And so we're going to kind of walk through a process of how do you make a living off of your blog? What do you need to do both at the beginning and as you grow? That way you can have that money. You can have that freedom lifestyle. So, you know, so to speak and not be reliant on display ads. So Bobby when you know when we were talking about this topic beforehand you came out and said like hey it's not really about your blog at first if you want to if you want to start making money you've got to find another source of income so can you kind of dive into that you know cuz i think it's a big a big thing if you're starting a blog like it takes a while to start making actual money
0: yeah it's fr- that's one of the frustrating things about like ads because most people do think ads are kind of the the way that everybody that blogs for a living makes money but ads are notoriously hard to get a lot of money from in the very beginning because you just don't have enough traffic and then when you do get enough traffic to where ads can bring in some significant revenue you start to realize that everybody hates ads (laughs) so like nobody wants to look at ads on your site so you get stuck in this weird place of like okay i have no traffic ad revenue is like nothing and oh wow i'm starting to get traffic and traction and now I'm getting ad revenue, but everybody hates the ads and complains about it. Um, sure. So you get kind of stuck in that weird place. So I, I'm a big believer uh, in, in doing some kind of freelance service in the very beginning. And this is like every every professional blogger that I know, I think almost every single one of them started doing some kind of freelance service. Like they they started their blog. It was like their passion project. They were uh, you know writing about whatever. Um, but then they were like, you know what? I want to start making money from this. So I'm going to start doing freelance writing for other people bigger blogs that are already doing really well and need writers or I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do blog coaching. Like I've figured out enough about blogging to where I can like help other people kind of do it. You know, I've started to make some money. Actually, I guess that would be later on down the road, but um, some kind of freelancer like money coaching. That's a, that's a big one in my, uh, the personal finance industry. A lot of people will do like, you know, hundred dollar money coaching sessions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So they start doing that. And then once you, once you start with that freelance revenue, then you can start to kind of put the money back in your blog and get a better design and, you know, maybe start paying for some Facebook ads or, you know, start paying for courses that will teach you more uh, about bloggings. But that freelancing in the beginning, I think, is, is essential for, you know, if you're trying to start a blog now. And part of it is because there's a lot of competition. You know, it takes a long time to get traffic and get traction and build a real audience. So you might as well bring some money in, you know, in the short term. And, you know, if you can do that, I think that you're actually going to be successful and turn it into a real business. If you are somebody that sometimes I come across bloggers that like refuse to do that because they have this vision in their head of like, no, I'm not going to do any freelance services. Like I'm going to, I'm going to have like the traditional blog success with like affiliate income and uh, course sales and all that stuff. And they, they end up struggling and quitting because they don't make money for the first year. Uh, And then they're like, okay, well this sucks. I don't
1: want to spend so much time doing this. And it's really depressing to put in all of the work for as long a time as you have to, to start earning from your blog. If there's no money coming in from any way and you can do, it does not necessarily have to be freelancing. Like you mentioned coaching. There's like kind of, there's all sorts of options. There's some people that they're just building their blog in their free time while they're working their regular job. And that's totally fine, you know, but if that's all you're doing is your blog or you're trying to earn money a little quicker, freelancing can help coaching, if you have, or consulting, if you, especially if you have some sort of, you know, prior knowledge or something that you can use, it doesn't even have to be related to your blog. You know, you mentioned that a lot of these personal finance bloggers are doing like money coaching. yeah. And I've seen a lot of like content creators that are around social media or marketing or, you know, uh, business development or anything like that. You know, they'll do coaching and consulting, you know, while they're building up their, their blog or their YouTube channel or what have you, you know, they've got that expertise. You could do it. It helps when the expert, the thing that you're is related because then you're building your brand essentially while providing that service, you're building expertise and and a reputation in that industry, but it doesn't have to be in the early days when I was uh, first building my online fitness business back in the day, I was still working in an oil company as an attorney and I was drafting LLCs and wills and basic contracts and things like out of my home office just to make, you know, a couple hundred dollars, thousand dollars here or there, you know, and that was a skill that I had and I was just, you know, doing totally separate from my job and and my gig. So if you have something like that, I spoke to a, uh, an architect recently that doesn't even really do it full time anymore, but he just kind of does a project a month to make some extra money because he enjoys doing it. So If you have some skill from your former life pre-blogger, you know, you can leverage that. So, and if you don't have something, you don't know what to do, then check out the notes, you know, uh, and we've got our Facebook side hustle course. You can learn more about that because it's a great, it is the side hustle that we recommend for a freelancer that can make some great money. So that's kind of the disclaimer is that when you're first starting with blogging, you're not going to make money from display ads (laughs) or anything else. So you need to do freelancing or coaching or something else to get rolling. Yeah. After that though, Bobby, so they've, you're starting to make money from your side side hustle, you know, yeah. and you're working on your blog, what's the number one focus on the blog to to get like what do you need to get there? I think you already gave this answer, but I'm just I'm kind of being a dummy. So that you can <laughs> you can say, but like what what's your number one focus have to be with the new blog? I think with the new blog, the the number one thing needs
0: to be creating I think it's creating great content. There's so many different blogging can be frustrating because there are a million different things to focus on in the beginning, but I really think that the content is what matters the most. And that's, you know, whether you're trying to rank in Google or you're trying to create something that would do well with Pinterest, um, or if you're trying to create something that you can, you can run Facebook ads to like what I did, but you've got to have solid content. And I think that, you know, you've got to kind of pick a lane in the beginning and go, okay, I want to focus on this traffic source long-term. And so I'm going to create content for this. Uh, And then in the short term, you can do what I did and start running Facebook ads to your blog, which I actually think like the more I've done this, the the longer that I've like seen people start blogs and, and be successful and not successful. I think the kind of like golden strategy is to start creating content, take your best stuff, start running Facebook ads to it for a couple bucks a day. And get immediate traction, get email subs, um, start start getting people in the door, which Facebook allows you to do very cheaply, and then you long term you focus on on Google uh, or you focus on Pinterest, and you go really hard on those things, or you could if you want to do both, but I think you pick one and go really hard on it until you get some traction because google you know if you're you have a brand new blog it's going to take you let's say a year before you get any traction and it might even take longer than that because there's just so much competition and and they have more established sites than you do. And Pinterest, I think you can do it a little bit faster, but I think that Google long-term is probably a better strategy. And and what I'm focusing on, you know, I'm, my goal is like Google traffic, lots of Google traffic, Facebook traffic, using Facebook to get emails. And then if Pinterest, I'll, I'll work on that in the background, but it's not going to be the main focus until maybe next year. So Right. I don't know if that answered your question, but that's kind of no. what I think the, the blueprint should be for somebody that's trying to get a
1: lot of traffic. Yeah. In my mind, I, the answer was traffic. Right. And I think what yeah. you said, you said the content and, yeah. and it's really interesting because as you were talking about it, I was like, okay, we're saying the same thing, but I like the way you worded it. Because at the end of the day, like your content is to create traffic. Right. right. And so you need traffic to make money from your blog no matter what you're selling whether it's affiliate products or courses or what have you or even coaching consulting and like using the traffic to sell that as well you know but the content matters cuz your readers matter and your content has to be good and has to be p- things that people want to consume especially google if your content is not good if it's not in depth if it's not comprehensive it will not rank right rank. it's not just it's not just, you know, little tricks and and hacks and stuff like that doesn't, they've really kind of weeded that kind of stuff out. It's about, you know, the quality of the content. Same for just like developing. If you want to have email subscribers, you want to grow your list, which is very important. Like if the quality of the content is not good, nobody's going to subscribe to your list. There's a really interesting conversation that I saw kind of in the, my end of the online entrepreneur community kind of this the not the the blogger side of the bloggerverse but more of like the online coaching consulting group and they were talking about uh, somebody had brought up was like venting was just like your fake value lead magnet right and we talk about lead magnets all the time but he's like your fake value lead magnet is killing your business because you're creating such a crappy guide or training or whatever that's all fluff that once somebody opts in by the time they see it it's so low quality that you've completely lost their trust and if they don't unsubscribe they're not opening your emails and they're never listening to you again and you know that just kind of was a great description of like your quality needs to be there and it needs to be so good and that's whether it is a guide, a lead magnet, or it is your your content, either, you know, as a blogger writing or as a YouTuber creating, you know, videos. And that's something that's going to come over time too. You know, like I'm not, it's funny because like, I'm not claiming that our podcast or YouTube or, or even, you know, our blog posts for LE are the highest quality content out there, but it's a new business. We're learning. We're trying to figure the, you know, figure those things out. Come contrast that to the millennial money man content, like that blogging content, you know, that you've been writing in that space for so long, it's fantastic content. I think our content's fantastic too. But my point is like you're gonna learn, like it's gonna take time. You're gonna you but you have to start somewhere and you've got to do your best. I remember I think uh, when we talked to Talit McNeely at FinCon last year, and he talked about how uh, we were talking about YouTube, and he's like, man my early videos sucked so hard. (laughs) And he was like, my content was so bad at first. And he goes, I look back at it now and I'm like, man, that was no good. My new stuff is so good. He's like, but at the time it was the best I could do. It was literally the best thing I could create. And that's what you want. It's got to be the best thing you can create. But that is traffic. Like without that content, you don't have traffic. And so then It's taking those traffic sources, figuring out what is going to be your primary traffic source. And I think you had just to summarize what you said is just pick one, Google or Pinterest, you know, and that's going to be your main organic source. And then use Facebook to supplement that and to get the ball rolling. And if you do that, you're going to do really well. So traffic's coming in. You're getting those. You're getting visitors organically through paid, whatever it may be. Your email list is growing. You got to start making money from the blog without display ads. Like you, you can use display ads, but now what are our pathways, Bobby? This is, this is funny because I I
0: look back at kind of how I did this and I feel like I didn't, I feel like a lot of things that we've done have been very backward. Like we've talked about that before where it's like we started laptop empires, like totally bass awkward, you know, And, and a lot of like with millennial money, man, I jumped straight from really doing like a lot of freelancing work and, and, you know, some sponsored posts and stuff like that to like doing a lot of course sales. Like it just kind of like with a short amount of time kind of blew up that way. But if I was going back, I would have built a foundation probably of affiliate income Um, because I think that, you know, you can make, if you start to get significant traffic and you start optimizing that traffic or those, those pieces of content to convert on affiliate offers, you can make a ton of money. Um, And we see that all the time. We have a lot of friends that make a lot of affiliate revenue, um, and it's a, it's a great way to make money, and that's something that I'm having to go back now and with Millennial Money Man and go like, okay, I've got traffic to these posts, like let's let's optimize some of the stuff because I really wasn't before. But I think that that should be your next path: is build a base of affiliate income, and and, and really focus on how to convert and, and learning how all of that works because it, you know, you don't want to do what I'm having to do and like retroactively go back and fix all of your content and all that kind of stuff because it's a big project. So I would do that, and and. You know, focus on, on building up a base of affiliate income that's steady and it's, it's recurring. And if your traffic stays pretty steady, then you're, you can kind of expect that your affiliate income stays steady as well. And then you're going to get little pops of like a sponsorship, like somebody wants to do a sponsored post or, you know, somebody wants you to write something for their company, which I've done for like insurance companies or, um, you know, just whatever, you know, where they say, hey, we'll pay you $500 to write an article for us. And so, you know, you start to get those little pops in addition to the affiliate income. And I think that that is kind of like a good foundation to build on. And then and then from there, you can either choose one of two paths. You can either keep building your affiliate income and then also build courses and, and start selling courses and kind of do both at the same time. And I think a really good example of that is Michelle Schroeder. I mean, she does a lot of money in affiliate income every month. But she also does a lot in course sales. Create and Go, uh, kind of the same thing. Um, Alex uh, from Create and Go, they do the same thing over there. Um, or you can go the hardcore affiliate route, um, which a lot of people in, in my space, like, you know, the college investor, good financial sense, uh, dollar sprout, like they, they go really hard on the affiliate income because they have massive amounts of traffic and they can make a lot of money that way. So you can kind of like take it either way, or I guess you could go hardcore courses, uh, and build like, you know, one level of courses and then a high ticket product on top of that. So there are, you do have like some options, on how you want to build from there. But I do think it starts with building a base of affiliate income um, because that's going to be the next easiest way to make money with some sponsored posts if you want to do them in, in kind of like interspersed in there.
1: Yeah, and I think a, a key here too to go back, you talked about us like doing things a little backwards. One of the reasons that we're able to do things a little bit backwards starting Laptop Empires was because we both had established businesses. And yeah. so we were able to kind of like leverage these assets, whether it was connections in our network or audience that was pre established or knowledge from, you know, all of the course launches and stuff that we'd done prior. And you know, and kind of combine that. But what I think is really interesting is the key there. You talked about how okay, you went and you were doing the freelance stuff, you were doing the uh, the sponsored posts, and you, you had all these other gigs, and kind of jumped to an explosive amount of course sales. And yeah. the and and now you're going back and you're fixing the affiliate writing. And we've talked about before how you said, well, you didn't really focus on SEO enough. Mm -hmm. And so you're playing catch up and you're kind of like doing that more now. But what you had done is you had put out good content and you had built a following and you built an email list. And so as you're building traffic, you should always be thinking about growing your email list as soon as possible and communicating to them as soon as possible. Even if it's just what you were doing, which was just notifying them that you had a new article out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You were making that constant connection instead of, we know some people you know that have big lists and they don't email them. And like, what's the point of that? You want to be doing at least something. But because you had that list, that's why you were able to have explosive course growth because you had an asset to market to. So when you're when you're building your blog and you're building your content, you're building your traffic, you know, you're focused on that traffic and once that traffic starts coming in, you're figuring out how can I, you know, optimize this to get more affiliate sales or course sales, kind of whichever way you go because we know people that do all courses yeah. as well. Once you do that, as you're doing that, you need to think about how you can create assets and guides and many products and things you can give to people for free to get them on to your email list. Because no matter what you do as a blogger, like having that email list, you know, is a big part of making money. And I think you don't, you don't have to have that, right? We know some people that are very successful bloggers that don't actively use their email list. They have a big email list just based on the sheer volume of traffic that they have. And they're making money from their affiliate sales. But I always am like, you know, I always think to myself, man, if Bobby went in and took that site that had all those affiliate sales and took that list that wasn't being used and started doing your email marketing thing that you do, how many more affiliate sales would person X have? Right. Because you can drive those affiliate sales just like you can drive core sales with your email marketing. So, you know, I just to kind of recap, and then if you've got any final words, when you're starting out, You got to do some sort of coaching consulting. You need a side hustle to your side hustle. That way you can make some money because blogging or any content creation platform is not going to make money. And it's probably going to take a year or so at first because you have to lay that foundation. You have to start getting the traffic. Once you're really starting, you want to focus on the content. Focus on your primary traffic source. Supplement with Facebook ads if you're willing to invest, which we highly recommend. And then, once you are starting to get that traffic and the traction is coming, you know the the, the traffic is coming, you want to focus on you know, learning about affiliate marketing or creating a product about around what you talk about that you can sell. So courses or affiliates or a combination of those because that's where the real money is for blogging is in yeah. those items, not necessarily the display ads. And then be building your email list while you're creating that content. So that's kind yeah. of the plan, the blueprint. Do you have anything to... Yeah, I, w- I
0: would say just in the beginning, make sure you have a lead magnet you know, because you do want to get people on your email list so you can market to them and everything. But that's what I see really commonly from a lot of very beginner bloggers. They don't have a lead magnet. And even for me, like I'm I'm learning how powerful a lead magnet can be. Um, because even yesterday, I, like I took my budgeting, I did a, a webinar uh, for an organization yesterday. And uh, they were like, is there anything you want to share with this audience when you're doing this webinar? And I was like, well, I don't have anything, but let me see. So I went into ConvertKit and my email Uh, service provider. And I just like slapped together, not a great looking landing page, but I just kind of slapped together a landing page. uh, And I put, you know, an image of my budgeting uh, lead magnet and I shared it in there and I got a hundred subscribers just from that. And then I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. I'm going to go and share that in my, my private group. And then I got like twice as many, I don't even know how many people signed up for it in there. That I, you know, just by throwing together a really kind of crappy landing page in a, in a lead magnet in there. And a lot of people are like, ooh, I want that free thing. So I was able to like get 200 extra subscribers than I normally would yesterday just by like sharing my lead magnet. Not that you're going to be able to do that in the beginning, but lead magnets are really powerful. Uh, so you right. got to have something.
1: And we're, I, we can't go
0: into all of the detail about lead magnets in this episode.
1: But There's, We'll it, put a bunch of resources in the show notes, you know, like yeah. in the description below here, you'll be able to go in and we've got plenty of resources on how to create great lead magnets and what that needs to look like. So you can go ahead and, and check those out.
0: Yeah, so even though it seems a little unrelated, the, the point is in the very beginning, you need to have some kind of lead magnet, at least one really good one that you can share and get people on your email list so you can make more money. So, all right, that's all I got.
1: That's it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a good add-on. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Please make sure if you enjoyed the episode one, let us know. Leave a review. We love five-star reviews if you're willing to do that. But you know, make sure you subscribe. That way you never miss an episode. We've got new episodes every Monday. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify probably a bajillion other things that I don't know about. So whatever it is that you are using to listen to this right now, or you use to listen to your podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And as always, if there's anything that you want to hear us talk about on the show, send us an email team at laptopempires.com or comment. You could comment and uh, we'll create an episode around it. Thanks guys. See you next time. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast.